Welcome to episode 55 of Finding Her. This is your host, Julia Busby, and I am so excited. First off, I can't even wait until like mid-roll, which would be halfway through the show. But on October 28th, 29th, and 30th, I am hosting my very first three-day live series, and I will be talking and teaching podcasting hacks to grow your audience and build revenue. You can sign up right now at www.juliabusby.com forward slash the number three day live. I cannot wait to see you there. I'm so pumped. I'm so excited. It's been a lot of work. So last week's episode about self-harm, I got a ton of emails, one of them thanking me for creating the show and you know, she talked about how that self-harm had impacted her life and the reasons why and how long it took her to really develop and understand her awareness around it. And then also to apply um, positive coping skills. And you hear Miss Ruby in the background, she's chewing on her alligator. All right. So welcome to episode 55, the Mad Hatter in you and in me. So throughout the past three episodes, I brought the topic of bravery into our subconscious thought process, right? Or just really bringing it into our the forefront into our awareness. In doing so, I was able to paint a picture using visuals, epic characters like Kramer, and including tips and strategies, personal stories to help really secure your thinking and your thought process around the word brave. So today is an intimate look into a very well-known character, again, that originally showed up in Lewis Carroll's um, children's fiction novel, Alice in Wonderland. So that character is the Mad Hatter. Although it didn't originate in Lewis's Carroll's, in his, you know, writings and his fiction imagination for these children, it was created from a term that connects a person suffering from a mental illness. This dates back in a time in Eastern England when men owned and operated businesses that made hats. Hats, felt hats, all the hats, all the kinds. So in the 18th, 19th century, hat makers termed hatters use mercury in making their felt hats. Okay. The hat makers eventually began experiencing the effects of mercury poisoning. Dun, dun, dun. The hatters basically became mad, mad with insanity. So that's where that term mad hatter comes from, right? So mad equal crazy, insane. A neurological disorder called Kroskoff's syndrome also developed from mercury poisoning. So many hat makers were impacted heavily due to, due to this poisoning. So their symptoms appeared slurred speech, memory loss, tremors. Interesting, right? Coining the term the Mad Hatter. And not only was it founded under straight stigma, right? That stigma was created and discovered way back in the 18th, 19th century. So when I was researching that, I just thought about it. And it's like, even back in the day, before any of all of the stigma and issues with coming into the light and being accepting of who we are, regardless, had already started in the 18th, 19th century with the Mad Hatter. Okay. 
That's a big fat damn girl, right? So eventually in 1865 enters in a wildly popular novel written, written by Lewis Carroll, Alice in Wonderland, one of my all-time favorites. I remember putting in the VHS in my VCR and watching it a million times. I probably still know all of the lines. He created a story which was fiction, that people all over the world enjoyed because of his ability to create a fantasy world of nonsense. Disney later made a cartoon classic in 1951. So that's when I was talking about putting the VCR in, right? So Carol wrote the book, and then eventually Disney picked it up in 1951. I bet you so many of you have had it on VHS. There, we were introduced... In full-color animation, a new friend, one that Carol himself didn't label in his story as the Mad Hatter. But Disney did. Alice met the Mad Hatter and the March Hare. This is the scene where she interrupts their mad tea party when she's looking for the white rabbit. The mad tea party is equivalent to a crazy outlandish nonsense party where Alice asks questions about the location of the white rabbit but becomes confused by their wildly absurd logic. They were celebrating their unbirthday, essentially partying 365 days a year until, until their real birthday arrives, right? And the Mad Hatter, off with your head, the queen wanted to chop his head off because he was singing and he had illogical rhymes and poems, and she hated that. So he fled, right? So remember, someone with mercury poisoning can be affected neurologically by this disease, right? Mercury poisoning. That includes slurred speech, anxiety, memory problems, trouble hearing, vision issues, along with many other symptoms. So we have hat makers going mad, in the 18th and 19th century. In 1865, Carol writes Alice in Wonderland. In 1951, Disney creates the animated film. So let's get a little personal, okay? So this is where I'm going to take my personal um, stories or going to take my ideas and I'm going to combine them with Disney and Carol's with the Mad Hatter. And then I'm going to present you some new information so then we can get a creative, inspirational idea flowing from this, okay? So let's get personal. At the age of six, I was lucky enough to experience Disneyland for the first time. My very favorite ride since my first visit is the teacups and what they call it the Mad Hatter's teacups in Fantasyland. I was instantly drawn to the music, colors, light, and the multicolored teacups that spin out of control in any direction that you guide it through on a round platform. I like to connect that platform to be life and us as each teacup, right? We're trying to manage and, and spin through our lives. And sometimes we have moments on where we can't stop spinning, or maybe we are spinning so fast in one direction, all we're doing is trying to stay from flying off that platform. Sometimes the spinning is so much that we need to take a time out. Sometimes we might have to enter a rehab. Sometimes we might have to ask somebody to help us stop the teacup from moving in one direction. And sometimes we just let the teacup go either way, knowing and trusting that our skills will eventually allow us to stop the teacup from going the direction that we don't want it to. 
It's deep, right? <laughs> Obviously, I wasn't six years old when I was thinking that when I was getting on it. But throughout my life, and the reason why I love Disneyland so much is it's because it brings me back to a time where there was less stress, where I wasn't concerned about the way I looked or the way that I um, helped out my community or how successful I was or how much money I had or if my clothes didn't fit or just how many friends I had or how many likes I have on social media. I didn't have to worry about that. No jobs, no bills. So that's why I love Disneyland so much because when I go there, I feel a sense of my childhood. I feel really good when I see lots of people there because it's such a happy place. Of course, like crabby kids and parents that are broke are there. But, you know, that's what I symbolize and that's why I love it so much. And that's why my family and I spend boatloads of money to go there each year. So... I was instantly drawn to the music. Do 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 boop boop. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a DJ. So I love, love, love that ride. It brings back so many wonderful memories about my childhood, right? With my childhood memories and my eternal love for the land that they call Disney, I termed one of my neurological conditions the Mad Hatter. Yes, I named my PTSD the Mad Hatter. I also have anxiety, which causes extreme worry created by uncertainty of the future. So that's a prison that my mind is locked in sometimes that I have to work hard at that impacts my day every, impacts my day every day, right? Sometimes so bad that I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to talk to anybody. um, And I'm just really working on coping skills by myself. So the Mad Hatter, PTSD, affects my mind and behavior because my body often gets stuck on 24-7 fight or flight mode. And it's not necessarily the fight portion, it's the flight. And that makes it so I literally go mad. And I don't want to say, you know, I know that Mad Hatter is a term that was stigmatized back in the 18th, 19th century. And it ha- we have records of that. And I don't want to encourage that stigmatized term, but I want to use that Mad Hatter visual- visualization because that's how I can share with you how I connect and relate to what is going on with myself and my mind and the conditions that I have. So if you notice the last four or five episodes, my PTSD, my Mad Hatter has been present. So sometimes if you listen, and you probably will hear it now that I've told you, is I will have slurred speech. I will have mispronunciations of words. I will have um, sometimes some thoughts that come in really quick and fast, and that's a symptom of my Mad Hatter being present, okay? So sometimes I have thoughts that are not logical. I have some that are coming fast and leave really hot. I have memory issues as well. So the Mad Hatter is a symbolization for me and it helps me, right? It helps me create this other 
visual, visualization, see, there it is right there, um, to help me teach you, okay? And just like the mad tea party, my mad hatter and anxiety join in celebrating together their unbirthdays until my episode passes, okay? I have experienced one full-blown Mad Hatter episode, which lasted at least three months, maybe even a little bit longer. I combated it with extensive CBT therapy and new medications. My symptoms were, but didn't not like it could have, this episode could come with these. This episode could be mild and maybe the second one or the third one, I hope I don't have tons and tons more, but I probably will. Um, they could be different, okay? So my symptoms of that first full-blown episode were extreme hypervigilance. So looking behind me, thinking someone's going to get me, thinking the police are coming to get me, um, people that I saw in the community, I felt like they were all against me. It was awful. Slurred speech, loss of interest, loneliness, guilt, sadness, nightmares, um, sometimes they show up in the form of night terrors, um, night sweats, unwanted thoughts, muscle tension and cramping, excessive crying, avoidance, easily startled. I lost a ton of weight, loss of um, executive functioning skills. So lots of planning and initiation and motivation skills were gone, um, loss of memory. So basically, I went mad. I share this part of my life because it is important to hear messages that can be related to, especially in the realm of mental health. It saddens me that a children's character, such as the Mad Hatter, can be directly connected to stigma. It just shows how much harder we need to fight to normalize mental health and how we depict people with mental health conditions. So here is my inspiring message for you all this week. I know all of us have gone a little mad, right? I am the person who has a mental illness. I choose to use the Mad Hatter and share that with you because I am a writer and I love creating opportunities where I get to help you learn more about normalizing talking about mental health. That being said, you are not your mental illness. I see you and I hear you. A person comes before qualities such as a mother with depression symptoms, a teacher with anxiety, a child with a disability, a man who is suicidal. We are not, we are not allowing our mental illnesses or our disabilities or a quality to be who we are, right? It's called people first language. We use it in special education and I'd like to be able to bring that into your awareness right now. So a mother with depression, not a depressed mother. A teacher with anxiety, not an anxious teacher. A child with a disability, not the, not the wheelchair boy or the autistic child or the blind kid. A man who is suicidal, not crazy man, right? So it's time for us to be acknowledged for being a human first. Not a perfect human a human first. You can help me do that by sharing the show with one person. Follow me on Instagram at Julia M. Busby, and then go ahead and check out my website where you can learn more about me and the services I offer. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. Keep shining and be kind to your mind.